Welcome to the 52 Pearls Weekly Money Wisdom Podcast. I'm Melissa Joy, a certified financial planner and founder of Pearl Planning. And I'm Melissa Friedenberg, financial advisor with Pearl Planning. Pearl Planning is a financial planning and investment management company located in Dexter and Gross Point, Michigan. We work with clients all around the country. The purpose of our podcast is to explore specific financial topics and provide advice you can use in your everyday life. Welcome back to the 52 Pearls Weekly Money Wisdom Podcast. It's Melissa Joy here today, and I am so pleased to be joined by Sharissa Allen. She is a woman who is a transformational life coach. She is determined to leave footprints in the lives of all who she comes into contact with. Call Charissa for all things empowering. Well, I will tell you, first of all, welcome. Hey, how are you? I'm so good. I'm so glad you're here. I first, I didn't even meet you. I just saw you speak twice for Washtenaw Women's Exchange Conference and you stole the room. Everyone just loved your message, how empowering and real you were in conversation, vulnerable, authentic. And I thought that some of the messages that really you are able to communicate with people, Sharissa, are what people need to hear when it comes to conversations with money. So thank you so much for joining us. Oh, thank you for having me. And I didn't realize that this was the second time you saw me speak. Yes, I saw you two years in a row because you were like really captivating. Thank you. Thank you. I appreciate it. And I hope your audience will appreciate me too. Have no doubt that they will. Um, Today, we're going to be talking about a couple topics. They're really about you as a person, but it relates so much to how your what your relationship is with money. We're going to talk about benchmarking yourself, whether you're comparing yourself with others or or what your personal goals are. And um, that comparison is going to be a theme that comes up again and again. How does that come up in your conversations as you're trying to empower people? Well, when I'm working with women, what I realize is we as women, no matter where we're from, we have this thing about comparing ourselves to others. And this thing about what we're supposed to do at a certain time in life. And really, all of that is a fallacy. All of that is something that has been made up or something in the American way. Somebody said that sometime in life, and we've lived with it for many, many years. What I do know for sure is comparison Comparison is the thief of our joy. Comparing yourself to others whatever they have, wherever they're at in life, their business, their cars, their homes, their families, it will steal your joy, plain and simple. I know that to be true from my experiences personally. And I know that to be true from just sitting down across the table or across the Zoom call nowadays with people um, that oftentimes people don't even know how to benchmark their own success and so what they do without, with the void of not being able to know if they're doing okay is they look around, right? Mm-hmm. So they, they look and see, you know, what do my neighbors have in their driveway? What are they driving? Yes. What yeah. handbag is my best friend carrying? Yes. Yes. And none of us, none of us have a conversation about what they didn't buy or what, you know, why they're rewarding themselves or a bunch of other considerations. Or even, was it a gift? Right. Was it a gift? 
We don't. We, we, we don't. What we do is we go straight to comparison. And then those feelings of inadequacy, they start mm-hmm. to rise up. They start to creep up, having us feel like we're less than and like we don't belong wherever we're at. We begin to feel like we're missing out. And then we try to fit in places that sometimes we don't necessarily belong there. Other times it's not our time to walk through that door. And as you were saying earlier, sometimes we miss out because our focus is on the ground because we're looking on the ground with our lips poked out or we're somewhere sobbing because again, we're, we didn't went through this metamorphosis of comparison, feeling inadequate, missing out, disappointment, being disappointment in, our, in ourselves about our perception of what's going on around us, which leads to failure. I think failure is sometimes a state of mind because you don't even, certainly there are endeavors where you can say, I'm going to do this. And then for some reason you don't, aren't able to succeed. But for me, I can just think this week, like there was a client I was working with where I felt inadequate because I couldn't do something for them that they wanted done. Mm Mm-hmm. When I actually like got around to talking to the client about it, they were so happy with the work that we're doing together. But I just spent, I had a thought bubble for a while about what I should be. And, you know, it's sometimes, you know, a little bit of that um, angst can be valuable because it fires you up. Yes. Yes. But if you're always living with a little rain cloud above you of what you didn't do instead of what you did do. That's dangerous. Yeah, very dangerous because that goes into that depression state where we begin to isolate. We begin, we we start with the giving up factor, and then we begin to isolate ourselves and not communicate what we're feeling. Not communicate again when we talked about having the cars and having the purses and having this. Sometimes it's just communication, just talking, and then up then you'll find, oh, that was a gift. Oh. I mean, for whatever reason, oh, and even to that, oh, they do have that nice car, but what you find out, it's a burden. The car note is actually a burden, Mm -hmm. but they make it look good however they do it. You you understand what I'm saying? So we have to be all right with where we're at and trust the process. But that means that we have to trust who we are. We have to trust who we are. Well- that's powerful. But how the heck do you trust who you are? Like, what are your steps when you're coaching people to get yeah. into that mindset? Cause that is not, you can't just give yourself the write down a note. I'm going to trust who I am. Right. Because that's the least we do. And you just, you just talked about that. You made a good point where you begin to feel adequate and like, Oh man, maybe I didn't do this. And it's really what we do natural. I, I do the same thing. I love being on stage speaking. I love giving out nuggets. I love, I absolutely (laughs) love what I do, but nobody knows that before the lights come on, before the microphone is turned up, before it's three, two, one, you're on, I'm somewhere hyperventilating. I'm sweating. I get up every, any morning that I have a speaking engagement or I have a presentation about three or four o'clock in the morning, my stomach starts churning. I call my girlfriend at six, like, Oh, I don't think I can do it because that part of, am I enough? Why did they choose me? 
She called me and she wants me to be on her podcast. And even I was up at like two this morning taking notes like, okay, um, I'm hoping because I don't Sorry, I robbed you of that much needed sleep. Excuse me. (laughs) But it's it's about trusting ourselves. But then knowing like at what? At 340, I was like, she ain't sent the link. Now I'm ready. I'm ready. (laughs) I'm ready to go. Where's the, you know? And so, but what I do tell my clients is, it's being true to who you are. I'm a very transparent person. And so that's where my truth comes in. That's where the authenticity comes in. That's where I draw people in because I'm true. I'm like, every day I take the opportunity to learn. I can't tell you I know everything. What I can, what I do know is what you give me, what you share with me. I, I hear it. I read your body language. I tune in to your nonverbal cues. And I can tell you, you got this, or this is where you need to work on. And some of it is being, let me not say some, it is really being true to who we are. That's what it is. I, can I say, honestly, I have never compared myself to others. I can't say that because I have, I really have. I had a childhood experience that traumatized me and it, 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 it allowed me to feel less than. It allowed me to keep secrets. It allowed me to walk in this this vigilant manner, but looking over my shoulders like, she's pretty and I'm not. She has long hair. She's this. And, And again, that trusting process. And when I began to come into a non-negotiable and an unapologetic lifestyle, that's where I began to trust myself. I am Sharissa Allen. I'm me and I'm okay. Just where I'm at. I can't be you. I can't be my sister. We have got, I have God given gifts and talents that were given to me. And that's how, that's what I run with. And so what I do is I feed that into my clients. Like you have what you need. It's about how do you activate? How do you activate it? That's such a, so I have spent much of the last couple of years thinking about contentment. Mm -hmm. And when I hear you say you have what you need, Mm -hmm. it's all about the equation that you create for yourself, right? Whether it's about your personal esteem or whether it's about your balance sheet. Yeah. Every that's true. Most people in with a, with few exceptions, most people that I have the pleasure of working with do have the financial capability to be successful. Mm-hmm. But if they're unwilling to make their equation based on their current circumstances, they don't, you know, it's not going to work. So finding that way to be content with, um, to have contentment with your personal circumstances. It's, and it's, then once you feel contentment to build through a process to so what's next or what's better. And and one of the things that I had to learn the hard way, I was telling my daughter today, is I had to begin to invest in myself and invest in my business. You know, you look at something, you'd be like, oh my God, that costs $500. And then I look at, you know, I love clothes. That's my weakness. I love clothes and shoes and purses. (laughs) Those are my weaknesses. And so I look at three pair of jeans I bought. (laughs) I look at three pair of jeans I bought and I'll be like, yeah, I wasn't good in math, but I do know that three times, mm, yeah, 
that's that's you you understand what I'm saying. And so once we make investment, because the outside, we we all do that. We all want to make the outside look good. Mm-hmm. We all do that. But what goes on on the inside? That's where the contentment. That's where you have to be content. What goes on the inside? That thought process. That speaking it out. That that walking into your victory, your destiny, your you have to be the one to take control of that. You have to be. You can't say I'm content and I'm all right, but oh, she got a blue Lexus. I, oh, I should get a blue. I should get a blue BMW. You can't say that. Oh, my friend bought a five bedroom house. I wonder if I can get a four bedroom. You understand what I'm saying? You have to be content. If you have a three bedroom house, Make it a palace. You you got what it, I told my mother one year, I said, yeah, mom, I'm going back to school and get my PhD. She was like, what are you doing that for? What you mean? She was like, Sharissa, you have all the skills and tools you need with your high school diploma, your bachelor's degree and your master's degree. Make it work, sweetheart. Make it work. (laughs) Don't add another bill. Make it work. But it really is what we have inside. And until we begin to work with that, until we are really honest with what goes on inside our head, until we honestly say, yeah, sometimes I'm always looking all around and not paying attention to where I want to be and not paying attention to the gifts I was given. We end up in that place where our joy has been stolen and we're sitting on the couch, still waiting for something to drop down from heaven something to rise above, bring us that joy. Fix it. Mm-hmm. And, and yeah, and we're right here. There's so many people who died with dreams and, and goals and they never did anything with it because they kept waiting. That's a sad statement, but I love telling people that successful financial planning is planning for your current self while you don't rob your future self. But if yeah. you are waiting for some day to start living where you think there's one segment of life where you pay and then, you know, scrimp and save and another segment where you live, it doesn't work out that way. Um, one of the things I was thinking as you were describing that, you know, kind of path toward comparison, it's very difficult to just shut that off, right? Like those voices yeah. are in your head. Yes. I yes. think when you can identify them and say, oh, there's my comparison voice and kind of put it in a compartment. Yes. Where you acknowledge it and you say, oh, like consciously, oh, look at me comparing. That is a really great place to start. And then, you know, we're both in different ways, counselors or coaches. I'm a financial planner. I'm helping people. We're both trusted advisors. Yes. And so if you can be, you really need to be able to be very real with your trusted advisor about, hey, here are my weaknesses. This is what I'm thinking. You need to trust them to not belittle you or, or um, you know, just say, oh, well, that's easy. Just stop comparing. Um, but I know that, you know, from both of our perspectives, we've been there. We yes. can be vulnerable yes. and yes. hopefully we can engender that trust so that people can share, gosh, I, I just, I feel like I should have accomplished more by now or whatever it is, whatever that demon is, um, so that they can start to tackle it in a way where you, if you have a trusted partner to talk about it with. Um, you have, I think you have more of a fighting chance. But that goes back to my statement of being 
real with yourself, Mm -hmm. being transparent. And many of us have that demon of insecurity, those thoughts of what others might think about us. And so we have to be, those are the things that we have to beat out. And those are, those are, when I, when I work with people though, that's, I come from that standpoint because those are the steps that I had to take. I had to get over myself. When I wrote my book and I talked about my trauma and I always wondered like, what would people think? Because there was a time when I was very mean. And I can honestly say that in 2020, because had you asked me in 2011 or 10, 2012, I would say, oh, no, I was nice. I was always nice. But I was mean because I was mad. I was mad at myself. I was disappointed because I was walking around comparing myself. Instead of using my gifts, I was holding on to them and saying, look at my sister. She can sing. And I was mad because I couldn't sing. Look at my sisters. They can dance. I'll have no rhythm. Okay. <laughs> that don't mean I can't dance. Either. You understand? But that doesn't mm-hmm. mean I can't dance. I, and so I'm like, they, they had long hair, but I love rocking my short line, natural hair. You understand what I'm saying? Once you get to that place of, of being real and transparent and just let taking off the limit and letting it overflow, just letting it flow. And that's where I'm at now. I just, I take off the limits. I'm just who I am. I want people to grow and blossom. I want people to take the limits off. I want people to do a mind shift and get in what I call a Kentucky Derby. It's my Kentucky Derby syndrome. Now, horses wear blinders. Why do they wear those blinders? To avoid the distractions. It's a calming mechanism. Mm -hmm. It's a calming mechanism. But they wear the blinders to have tunnel vision. They are focused on crossing that finish line. Can you imagine a horse looking back? Can you imagine the confusion, the travesty that will happen while a horse is galloping so fast and then looking back? What a gift of an analogy. I love it. What might that look like? Mm -hmm. And so if we would just get in a place, put our blinders on, get in the Kentucky Derby syndrome and just see ourselves in a much better place. I promise you, life will turn around for us. If you want to get healthy, lose weight, whatever the goal is, put your blinders on. Don't worry about the person next to you that's at the workout center. They have a different goal. Your goal isn't the same. If you want to become an entrepreneur, You can't worry about, there's nothing with having a mentor. There's nothing with coming to you and saying, hey, how did you get to this place, Melissa? How did you, how did you make it to your own business, a brick and mortar? Well, I did it different than everybody else. I'll tell you that. Yes. Mm -hmm. But that's the, that's the thing to having conversations, talking about it. But instead, if, if instead we, 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 we have blinders off, but on, but when, and we slide them down, we take them off, we. We, we put them down for a second and then we are out of alignment. Putting the blinders on, focusing on the goal and be determined to see ourselves in a much better place than we are right now. And that's what health, finances, love, mental, emotional wellness, friendships, relationships, 
our jobs. So we're in 2021, but we've just had a year. A year, yes. And in a year where I feel like it amplified angst, but it also refined and gave you a tremendous opportunity to tell you what is important to you. Yes. So it shook everything up. It's a perfect time early in 2021 to be setting those goals. Because if you don't have a goal, it doesn't matter. You Putting the blinders on, there's no finish line. No finish line. Right, right, right. And it is. And, and for us to look at what it is we want. You know, I told my girlfriend, I said, I'm going to shift my mindset. My life, my life and my world was shook up in 2020. You know, and I shared that with you guys. Right. I lost my mother in April. And even mm-hmm. now I'm still... I'm still maneuvering. The holidays are coming up and for sure I'm giving myself permission to cry and to grieve and to do all of that. But I'm staying the course because not because she'll say, Oh, Sharissa, stop it. But because she instilled enough in me to keep it moving. She instilled enough in me to remind myself that I still have all that it takes. And I'm still, I'm putting the blinders on and I can say this honestly. In the last couple months, I put my blinders on and I'm so focused to move forward and to cross the finish line, one finish line. There's several goals that I have in, in, in mind and written down, but what they do is there are different levels. There are different levels of the goal. If I get there, then I could take the leap there. Then I could take this other leap. So I am feeling good, but I told her, I said, let's change the narrative about 2020 because we all talk about Oh my God. When we start 2020, we like, oh my God. But what it showed us is we have resilience because we're still yes. here. Am I correct? You we are have, so correct. Yes, we have fortitude. We le- we have learned how to be patient. Flexibility. I mean, I was going to say that. <laughs> Flexible, adaptable. Who these masks, when I tell you wearing masks with glasses. <laughs> That's a whole nother living, okay? <laughs> the stress, you, you just never think about. The tension that it puts on the back of my head causes headaches, you know, mm-hmm. every now and again. Wearing the glasses and trying to breathe because if you don't put the mask on just right, then your glasses fogging up. So it's the resilience we have, the fortitude we've shown, being adaptable, being flexible. And for many of us, we all, we needed a timeout. Because we were moving way too fast. Yeah. We're able to stop and smell the roses, take a pause and be in the house with those that we live with and actually get to know them. Mm-hmm. You know, so and yes. it gave us time to get to know ourselves. And, and self-care. True. Yeah. Yeah. Be true to ourselves. And so my thing is always mind shift. We started with comparison as the thief of our joy. But I did a mind shift to the Kentucky Kentucky Derby syndrome of putting on those blinders. We don't have time to compare. We don't have time to compare because we're so focused on what we need to do. All we're doing is checking off. We're taking names and checking off. I'm te- checking it off. Okay, this is who I spoke to about this. This is who I spoke to about this. This is what I need to do. And guess what? Now I need to take a pause, breathe and bring what I have right now together so that I can go to phase two and spending time with ourselves. It's so true. Taking a pause not is an action. 
Yes, it is. I just appreciate your message. I appreciate that you share your message through your own vulnerability and realness, but also um, unapologetically you. You're not dressing up as someone else. You you come to the table as you. So that's what I do. And I and I I literally don't know how to show up any other way. I'm coming, I'm talking, I'm laughing, I'm joking. I'm going to say the wrong names. I'm going to give you a name that I think that fits you. Nothing against your mother or father who took time to name you that. But I'm, I'm just that person. I'm a lively person. I'm going to ask questions. And I'm dramatic. And guess what? And this is who I am. And so I'm no longer apologizing for being that woman. For those of us still working on that, I would ask you to find the moments where you are real. And evaluate the feedback you get. Because what I found as I've gone through my own journey of being more me and less what other I think or other people say they expect of me is that I get great feedback. Like I, I can own the room more. So if you are that person who's working on that level of confidence to be yourself, then just find those moments where you are real and ask yourself, are you paying less of a price? in those moments than you are when you're trying to be someone else. Yes, too. You will have to even be real with yourself while you're assessing that. I, I realize that you have to be raw because when you sugarcoat, you give people the false, you give them a false sense of being. Here are areas for improvement. When you come to me as a client, I'm raw. I'm raw. And I'm just saying, I tell you before you put money down on the table, we're going to have a love-hate relationship. Just know this. Know this. I'm going to take you to the edge of the cliff, but I promise I won't let you fall because I am just, I want people to live authentic. Enough of this playing small. Enough of this backing yourself in the corner. Enough of this being in the shadow. You're a superstar in what you do. And if you don't think that, who will? How can people find you? If they want to either follow or engage, I you can go to my website, www.liveloveforgive.com. You can reach me at Sharissa Allen at gmail.com. That's C H E R I S A A L L E N at gmail.com. You can follow me on Instagram at Sharissa Allen. You can follow me on Facebook at Sharissa Do You See. Also, my business page on Facebook, Do You See What I See? I am, if you type my name in, you're going to find me somewhere. Got if it. If you type in C-H-E-R-I-S-A, Allen, you will find me somewhere. Perfect. Well, we'll make sure to include links in the podcast show notes. And thank you for sharing your true self and for your mission to empower others. It's, it's an extraordinary mission that is all about legacy. Yes. And that's what it is. Legacy. What you're leaving. Have a great day, Teresa. All right. Thank you very much. You too. You can access our first two seasons of this podcast on our website at www.pearlplan.com or on Spotify. If you're interested in learning more about Pearl Planning, feel free to sign up for our newsletter, also found on our website.